episode of the In Focus podcast. My name is Jonah, and I'm here with your co-host, Avi. Avi, what's, what's going up? on? Uh, nothing much. Um, we are at college right now. Um, that has definitely changed the way in which we, I guess, engage with the art of photography. Um, I think we both kind of have our each, or we both kind of each have our own experiences with that uh, being away at school. Um, obviously, this is literally our first semester, so uh, our experiences with photography are probably subject to change over the course of uh, four years. But uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about that briefly in today's episode. So I am at uh, Northwestern University. Avi is currently attending Tulane. Um, one thing about New Orleans is that um, the architecture here is pretty uh, nice. I mean, you go into if you go into like certain parts of the city, you can photograph some pretty old style looking buildings and it's pretty neat. Um, a lot of actually, actually most of the photography that I have been doing uh, at school has been homework. Actually, I decided to take a photo class my first semester here. And it's interesting because it's all analog photography. So this is personally my first time using uh, film and processing set film to make prints. And I just wanted to kind of briefly talk about it because it is interesting to me personally. Um, I've done digital for a couple of years now, and I've gotten used to taking effectively 100, 200 photos in one photo shoot, uploading the SIM card to, or the SD card rather, to you know Lightroom, Photoshop, uh, editing at least like 50 photos at, you know, within maybe like, I don't know, two, three hours or so. I think that's pretty relatively reasonable rate. Um, and yeah, like that's pretty much what it's been like. Um, analog is completely different. So first off, film is a very light sensitive uh, material. So it's very important that you load it into the camera properly. Um, that is something you actually need to learn how to do. It doesn't take that long to learn though. And most film, you only get about anywhere from 24 to 36 shots um so you're pretty limited on the amount of photos that you can take um so you have to be very careful in terms of exposure and properly exposing the photos like you got to make sure that they're not overexposed or underexposed um also another feature is that the iso is fixed so whereas on a digital camera you can have an iso i think it's like what is it like 100 to like 2000 um i think that's what it was all the way up to like a hundred thousand in some cameras Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so that's what it's like on a digital camera, but in a, uh, you know, film camera, it's essentially a fixed ISO. So the film that I am required to buy is, it has to be an ISO of like 400, I think, um, which is pretty interesting, but, you know, you still have control over the shutter and the aperture and, you know, you can still get like fixed lenses, zoom lenses, et cetera, et cetera. Film photography really deviates from digital when it comes to processing the images, um, which is, I think, pretty obvious to most. Um, so you have to start by like taking the film out of the camera, putting it into a special container, and then pouring a bunch of chemicals into said container. Um, that, I would say, is probably the most relatively challenging part. And the reason why is because remember how I mentioned film is very light sensitive? Well, due to that, you actually have to take out the film in a pitch black room. Like you can't even see, like you might as well close your eyes 
and it, it won't make a difference. You just simply cannot see. So you have to take out the film via, like, you just have to, you just have to like feel your way around the camera and, you know, feel your way around the different tools that you use to remove the film. But I remember, I remember my first try doing it, I completely messed up. The film was destroyed. It got exposed to light by accident and it uh, did not produce any images. Second time the film was kind of destroyed, but I did have some images. And then the third and fourth time that I processed film, it came out totally fine. So once you develop your film, you know, expose it to light and it won't get destroyed. Um, and then you have to make prints. So in order to do that, you go into the dark room and you essentially take this big light and you shine it through the film. And then that film or and then that light hits a like sheet of photosensitive paper. And then you, you know, put that photosensitive paper in, you know, different chemicals. So you add a developer. I think it's like developer, stop bath, fixer, water. It, I don't know. Like there's just a bunch of chemicals that you use. It comes out relatively decently, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much effectively the process. Yeah, that's how it works. And um, what's really interesting, something that I've noticed is the quality of analog photos is, I guess, on paper, it's worse than the quality of digital photos, right? With that being said, a black and white analog photo, in my opinion, looks, that's analog, uh, looks better than a black and white digital photo. And the reason why is because, I mean, there's just like a level of authenticity to it that you, you just don't get from making uh, digital prints. Um, and I think it's really interesting. I would highly recommend that you guys go out and explore it. I'm still learning a lot about it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think we should do, um, uh, I think you are also doing a lot of uh, photography as well, revolving around photographing sports teams and uh, the school and various you know events going on at your school. So why don't you uh, tell us about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so since being here, I've kind of tried to uh obviously take some pictures, you know, outside of school as well. Um, so I've tried, you know, going around campus, obviously Northwestern has a, a really great view of the Chicago skyline. So I've, uh, went on a couple occasions to photograph the skyline during the sunset. Um, and the, it was really just an amazing opportunity. Um, and I really got some cool shots and that was a lot of fun. So I'm trying to kind of keep up my, uh, you know, sort of external drive for photography just to go out and shoot, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, whenever I can. Um, to be honest, I've been I've been slacking a little bit, but um, I really just want to get back into it, especially since midterms are over, at least for me. Um, I really want to just take some time that I have now and, and spend it re-engaging with my love for photography. Um, but also, yeah, um, kind of going back to what you were saying, the school does offer a lot of really amazing opportunities. Northwestern um, has a lot of uh, on-campus media outlets, North by Northwestern, uh, the Daily Northwestern, and a bunch of other outlets. Um, and as a journalism major, I found that um, really just sort of engaging because you can kind of take what you're learning in the classroom and, and, you know, elevate that and put that into practice. So I've had the really amazing opportunity of shooting a lot of the or shooting one of the uh, Northwestern football games against Rutgers. Um, and I was able to do that through uh, the Daily Northwestern. And that opportunity was really amazing because you're literally just standing right next to the pros, the same people that are working at Associated Press, USA Today. Um, and you're kind of, you know, on that level, not, you know, technically, but you're 
there with them photographing the same thing that they're then going to bring back and, and showcase to millions of people. So it really is an amazing thing to kind of be in that exact same setting and have that opportunity that they have. Um, so I really have to commend, you know, the, the uh, on-campus opportunities. And that's kind of what I've been trying to put my foot into a little bit. And that has been really amazing. Photographing the sports team is a lot of fun. Uh, the Northwestern football team uh, knows how to make the games very exciting, obviously. Um, so it's it's really a, an exhilarating experience being there on the field and, and photographing Big Ten teams. And also, yeah, I've kind of, you know, used that to kind of go into more sports photography, which is obviously not really my forte. Um, I do a lot of like street photography, candid stuff, documentary stuff. So uh, getting the opportunity to shoot more sports has been uh, a very interesting opportunity. Um, and I kind of want to do more of it also. I was looking at uh, splurging a little bit on a 200 to 600, but uh, maybe we'll save that for another day just because that lens would really be amazing for uh, getting really up-close sports photos. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've just found that uh, taking advantage of the different on-campus opportunities and getting involved with the news outlets has been uh, really fun and a, a good way to kind of put your foot in the water and meet people and, you know, kind of elevate your, uh, your hobby a little bit. And that's, that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, hopefully I'll take another assignment on this week. Um, like I said, the midterms are basically over, uh, for most of us at this point. So I probably will do that sometime this week. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, I also really look forward to taking a trip into Chicago, like downtown. I have never actually been in downtown, like, you know, with the bean and all that. Um, I really want to go down there with some film uh, with my Nikon F and just shoot around a little bit um, and just, you know, kind of get back into the, the good old street photography days that I, you know, kind of did when I was back in New York. So I, I look forward to doing that. Yeah. So by me, um, I mentioned that we have a lot of uh, good architecture. And uh, I mean, I've been mostly shooting off like on campus and or around campus. So like I haven't had a chance to go into uh, different parts of New Orleans, um, you know, maybe the, like, for example, the French Quarter, Jackson Square. Um, those are all good places to get uh, good, I guess, street photos by me or photos of architecture. Um, and there's like a bunch of other places, like those aren't the only two places. And we have some good, um, we, or we have some nice architecture, architectural buildings on campus. Yeah, like that's uh, that's kind of what I've been shooting because, uh, to be honest, I mean, like we've been very busy with midterms, and uh, we haven't had time to. I or personally, I haven't really had much time to go off campus yet, and do some shooting. But uh, that is something I want to do in the near future. It's funny because we had like a round of midterms like in the middle of like last month, like around the middle of October, and then we kind of had a break not a break break, but like we didn't have as many midterms. Now we were starting to get like into that second wave. So um, I'm starting to study for those again, but hopefully when those are over, like I can do more photography. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's been going on by me. New Orleans definitely has a lot of opportunities for street photography. So I'm excited to see you get into it hopefully a little bit. Yeah. And I think um, Chicago has plenty of opportunities. It's funny. Um, so at Tulane, we have a lot of kids from Chicago, and uh, I believe in one of the classes that we had, um, we actually did like a little like photo assignment while we were all like away due to, you know, the hurricane that hit Louisiana back in like August, um, which I don't really want to get into right now, but 
um, we actually had we actually had like a little photography assignment, and uh, I think there were a couple kids from my class in Chicago, and they went around doing some street photography there, and the photos looked um, pretty interesting, and I thought they were pretty cool. So I definitely think that Chicago and New Orleans and a lot of the other uh, big cities in America have uh, some good street photo opportunities. And quite frankly, I think a lot of even the smaller towns and cities also have good street photography options. So, yeah, oh, definitely. There, there's uh, being, you know, sort of uh, in, an, in like a new place, like, you know, we're both from New York. So, right. Uh, you know, Chicago is very foreign to me, as I'm sure, you know, to some extent, New Orleans and, and Louisiana sort of is. Dude, it's like a different country from. here. Yeah. So I, I, th I'm, I think it's really interesting <laughs> that we've kind of, you know, had that experience in New York and now we're kind of, you know, we've been thrown into a new pond, so to speak. Yeah. And we have, you know, all this flexibility to, to do what we like to do in a new place. So I'm really excited to, to get more into that, obviously. Um, I've also really noticed how college gives you a lot more freedom. Um, you know, it's not like in high school where you have like, you know, 10, nine, nine classes and your schedule's fixed. College is very flexible. And I think that's kind of given me the ability to like, you know, do more of what I like to do, mm. um, especially at least compared to, to high school. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've really just enjoyed the, you know, the freedom of being able to go out and kind of make your own schedule and do your thing. Yeah. It's um, a lot like, more, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like less busy in college than I was in high school because I am taking, I mean, I don't know, like I am, I do have a lot of classes for sure, but yeah, like it's nowhere near as much as or as many as I did in high school and um, a lot more. Yeah, like there's a lot more flexibility. Like, you know, you definitely have more free time and more time to kind of just discover what you like to do. So, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the In Focus podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. We just wanted to catch up a little bit and uh, update you all on uh, what we're up to. Uh, we are going to be bringing on some really exciting guests coming uh, into the future. So please definitely stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe and like our podcast. Uh, turn on post notifications to be notified when we release our next episode. And make sure to check out Youth Media Arts on Instagram. And go check out our website, ymarts.org, um, to see what upcoming events we have going on and to uh, read more about Youth Media Arts.